God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. People of God, welcome again to CBT Changed by Truth, your number one podcasting show. I'm your host, Minister DK, and I'm here not to excite you about what you think might be in your life, but to invite you into what God said shall be in your life. It's time to embrace your life. Watch this in the fullness of what God said. Many people try to embrace their life based on what they think and what they've been told. But here at Change by Truth, we share with you only a revelation of the word of God as God says it and as your heart can believe it. You know, a revelation is nothing that God gives you. A revelation has always been there in you. God just has to take you through some things to reveal to you what you already have. And so grab your faith, open your heart and prepare yourself to believe. Because here at CBT Changed by Truth, that's what we do. Believe God. So God, we thank you for what's coming forth right now in this episode. We thank you, God for who you are. We thank you, God, that there is no God greater than you. We believe you, God, against all things, in all things, and through all things. There's nothing greater than you. And because there's nothing greater than you, God, we know we have victory because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. We thank you, God, and we open our hearts and spirit and faith to receive this word today. In the name that is higher than any other name, it is in the name of Jesus that we decree, proclaim, and declare. Amen and amen. CBT changed by truth. I'm coming for you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. And God bless you, people of God. Welcome again to CBT Change by Truth. I'm your host, like I said, Minister DK. And I pray and believe by faith that you're doing better than better, but not better than blessed. Amen. Um, Today is unique because um, God gave me a private time conversation today. And that's what I want to share with you because Uh, Many of the times when the Lord, I have my quiet time with God, I like to share with people who have quiet time with God. A lot of people don't have quiet time with God. They have church time. They have Bible study time. They have worship time. But quiet time is just the moment where God catches me, where my mind is open and my heart is empty for him. And he comes in and he begins to do the very thing that I do with you. He asks me a question. And the question that God asked me today was, he asked me, how was my posture? And so, you know, what I'm going to do, I'm going to ask you, how is your posture? You know, when we was in elementary school and we were smaller, they would always tell us to sit up and and hold your head up straight. And they people would tell you and they would check you as children, 
how to walk and have the correct posture so you would be good and you would look good and you would walk good and you wouldn't have any issues. And as you would grow up in life, if you listen to whoever checked you, you would always worry about how you set up and how you walk because posture now represents an individual who has it all together and they're mindful of themselves and they want to present to people the correct vision. Well, in this episode, we're going to deal with the correct posture, but we're going to deal with it from a way that's going to give you correct vision into the truth about your posture. Um, amen. Um, I want to share a scripture with you that that will bless your life. Um, the scripture I want to share with you reads as such. And God made him talking about Christ. God made Christ who had no sin to be sin for us, for you and me, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. One more time. For he who had made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. King James Version says, for he hath made him to be sin for us. God has made Christ to be sin for you and I. Who knew no sin, meaning Christ had never sinned. He didn't know sin. He didn't have a, a issue with, with darkness. He made Jesus to be sin that me and you might be the righteousness of God. And so what I want to tell you is that when I talk about your posture, I'm really talking about the condition of your righteousness. Did you follow me with that? When I talk about your posture in life, your posture of who you are and how people see you, the way you walk, the way you believe, the things you struggle with, the essence of who you are, the reality of what you know that nobody else knows, the secret things you have, the things that God sees and you forget that he sees. I'm talking about your posture in life as it relates to God and to people. Hallelujah. How is your posture? Because the reality of it is, is that many of us as believers believe that our posture as Christians, we're okay. I mean, we know we struggle a little bit and we know that we have problems and, and we don't deny that, but when it comes right down to it, we understand and we believe that we are upright, walking, Holy Ghost filled, fire baptized, speaking in tongues, casting demons from North Carolina to California, spiritual, breathing, believing, Bible toting people. And we uphold that in our faith because we want people to believe that the posture that we have in our Christianity is correct. But let me ask you something. If Christ now became sin for you and I, and he knew no sin, but he took on your sin, that you might become the righteousness of him in God. Knowing that 
Christ now took your dirt. He took your weakness. He took your frailty. He took your, your lowliness and your, your dirt. And he became that thing. That you might become his righteousness. Watch this. Not in the earth, but in God. Which has to do with your spirituality. That simply means that we are his righteousness in God. It has to deal with your spirituality, which signifies that your righteousness that God has imputed into you through Jesus Christ is in the spirit. It's in God. In other words, makes no difference how nobody thinks about you. Makes no difference what they see about you. Makes no difference how they feel about you. Makes no difference what they discover about you. Your righteousness has nothing to do with people's perception. But God's acceptance of who you are. And so I ask you to check. Check your posture. Because what I'm finding out that a lot of people of God are struggling in their relationship with God because of how they think they look to people. We want to appear righteous. We want to appear like we have it all together, like we walk with the angels, like we eat shoe bread all the time. We want to appear like we are the ah God. We are the one who manufactures our righteousness. And this is why people cannot be led to Christ and one to Christ through many believers because our posture is too perfect for us to be redeemed. Our posture is too perfect for us to have a savior. Our posture is too perfect for us now to fall short of the glory of God. Because when you fall short of the glory of God and when you have all, we have all gone astray and you understand that it is through the blood and the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ that you have life. You understand that the best weapon against the enemy to draw people is a posture that is out of alignment. A physical posture a posture with the history that is broken, damaged, messed up, dropped, cracked, fractured. That is the weapon that we use now to expand the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Paul says, I have become all things that I may win some. Now, the things that Paul said he has become, he doesn't tell you what they are. Because if Paul told you the depth that he had to go and the way he had to put himself in and the postures that he took in order to win a soul, you might be offended because it would mess up your pretty posture. But the reality of it is when you walk with God, you won't walk right to some people when you walk with God you won't talk right to some people when you walk with God you won't live right to some people sometimes God's path of righteousness don't look like God's path but if you walk that thing out and you go through what you have to go through and allow yourself to be used by God You'll find out exactly what God meant when he said we are all filthy rags before God. But we are filthy rags that he uses for his righteous sake. Hallelujah. Check your posture.
sometimes we are our own worst enemy because we will not believe. Oh, God, what the word of God says. I remember one time I asked an individual who was saved and had been saved for a long time and they were going through some stuff and they were dealing with some stuff. And I asked the individual, I said, let me ask you a question. Do you love God? They said, yeah, I love God. I said, do you love being saved? Yes, I love being saved. Do you believe that God will forgive you? She said, yes, I believe God will forgive me. I said, are you as righteous as Jesus Christ? And she looked at me like I had lost my mind. And she said, what in the world kind of question is that? No, I can never be as righteous as Jesus Christ. And I looked at her and I said, I didn't ask you if you were as holy as Christ. I said, are you as righteous as Jesus Christ? She says, no. And I said, that's where you're wrong, because not only are you as righteous as Jesus Christ, but you are his righteousness. And when we get that revelation that we are his righteousness, because Jesus aligned himself and put himself in a posture on a cross, put himself in a posture to become sin for your sin, put himself in a posture to be covered up for you and I put himself in a posture to die for you and I put himself in a posture to become sin for my sin and your sin. When he put himself in that posture, it made us righteous before him. Which gives us the right to walk righteous with a bent and out of shape posture physically. From your past. From the scars and the wounds. Because he took the sting from death that you could have a testimony and a testimony of power over death. Hallelujah. I remember years ago I worked on a job and we had a brother on the job that had a drinking problem and needless to say he had a drug problem too and when he got high he would come to work and he would be a little tipsy and he would be high and intoxicated all of the fellas knew that he wasn't right but nobody would tell on him and we just kept saying you're going to get caught one day they're going to do a random drug test and they're going to find out Oh, who you really are. And he would just smile at us and he kept going to work. And time went by. He would keep coming to work some days, special on Fridays. He would come to work already lit. He would come to work. Now, I remember one day that they called him to the office and they said, we're sending three people to get random drug tests. And one of, and he was one of the three and he was high that day. And all the brothers sat around outside and they said, well, I wonder who's going to take his position because he won't be coming back because you can smell the alcohol on him. And that was Friday. But needless to say, came Monday, he was back. He came back to work Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday. He matter of fact, he kept coming back and we couldn't figure out how in the world could this do with this problem, with this jacked up out of shape posture in his character of smoking and drinking, how he maintained his job. And time would go by where I pulled him to the side one day and I asked him, let me ask you a question, man. How, how did you go take a drug test and we know you were dirty 
and you're still holding on to this job you've been on for 12 to 14 years. And he said, what y'all don't know is that I recognize I have a problem. I live my problem. I'm, I, I haven't conquered my problem. My problem sometimes gets the best of me. He said, but I never deny my problem. And one day, a while back, I went into the office. I sat down, closed the door, and I used the open door policy, and I told the supervisor my problem. I exposed myself to him. Everything. He said, and what you don't know is that when I exposed myself to my supervisor, it brought me into a righteous position with him because I was revealing to him who I was. And even though I told him, when they called me to do the drug test and I was dirty, they could not fire me because I was under the authority of right standing with them because I had revealed to them who I am. And I'm trying to tell you who are listening to me. You cannot get turned aside behind what people think you do and what they think you are. Your struggle in life is why Christ died for you and gave you life. Your, your issues and your sin in your life is what he took on to give you his life. And that's why you are his righteousness. Becoming the righteousness of Christ in God gives you the chance to walk out your life without being condemned. Walk out your life without being crucified. Walk out your life with a testimony and power. Because you're his righteousness. Hallelujah. You've got to come to a place where you're comfortable and in right standing with God. Because it means nothing to be justified in the eyes of men and condemned in the heart of God. But when you are justified in the eyes of God, no man's heart can condemn you. Because if God before you, he's more than the whole world against you. I'm coming to tell you who's in you and who has justified you, glorified you, purified you, makes you righteous in him, for him, by him, and through him. Hallelujah. Look at your posture. Is your posture true enough to minister to somebody? Because a perfect posture never draws no one. But when you've been broken, when, when you walk with a lamp, when your eyes have been taken like Samson, when the angel has taken your ligament out of your leg like Jacob, when your eyes have been blinded for three days like Paul, when you stutter like Moses, when you have a posture that is out of alignment, it brings you into alignment with God. For God said in your weakness, his strength is made perfect because his grace is sufficient. Check your posture. Check your posture. Check your posture. Because when you walk in the righteousness of God, everything you struggle with expands the kingdom of God for the glory of God. Hallelujah. Father, bless these people and let them come into the understanding that we need you. We need you now, God. To bring the real blood, the blood that you shed out of the hearts of the people so that they can cover people, God, who are looking for you, 
We give you glory and honor for who you are. We thank you, God, for saving us. We thank you for becoming what we would never overcome and make us your righteousness so we would not succumb to what is trying to overcome us. And we give you glory in the name of Jesus Christ. It is in him whom we live, move, and have our being. Amen and amen. Hey, people of God, check it out. It's a new day. It's a good day. It's God day. And he ordained it that way. Stay blessed. Be honest and be true. And you'll find out that whatever you go through, God always loves you. Peace out.